0: Vic natural gas prices set it to drop. Households and businesses will save between $9 and $23 on their annual gas bills from 2018, following the regulator's draft decision on how much the revenue gas networks can collect from customers until 2022. While the impact of these decisions would be relatively small, any reduction in network charges avoids adding further pressure to household and business budgets when many Australians are concerned about rising energy costs. Air Chairwoman Paula Conboy said in a statement on Thursday. Gas transmission and distribution pipeline costs in Victoria and Albury make up around 20 to 25 percent of residential customers' bills and around 14 to 18 percent of small business customers' bills. The decision covers Orsnit Gas Services, Multinet Gas. Australian Gas Networks and APAVTS Australia. AGM Chief Operating Officer Andrew Staniford said the 6% price reduction from January 1 would mean cheaper gas for hot water systems and cooking. Great Barrier Reef Not Out of the Woods Climate Council scientist Will Stephan says the outcome doesn't change the fact science shows the ecosystem is in danger and has little chance of surviving unless the federal government changes its policies. The federal government must focus on protecting the reef, instead of labels and listings, Professor Stefan said in a statement on Thursday. UNESCO's World Heritage Committee endorsed the federal and Queensland government's Reef 2050 plan at its annual meeting in Poland on Wednesday. Federal Environment Minister Josh Frydenberg said it was a big win for Australia. We're taking every action possible to ensure this great wonder of the world stays viable and healthy for future generations to come, he told ABC Radio on Thursday. But Professor Stefan said the strategy didn't address climate change and was being implemented while governments continued to support the controversial Adani coal mine in Queensland's Galilee Basin. Unless Australia joins the rest of the world in adopting very strong climate and energy policies, the reef will have very little chance of surviving, he said environmentalists argue the Adani mine will increase greenhouse gas emissions and potentially contaminate the reef as coal is shipped offshore. Mr Frydenberg and Foreign Minister Julie Bishop said in a joint statement the government was committed to climate change targets in the Paris Agreement. He told ABC Radio that land management practices for farmers could still be improved, but he welcomed the Adani mine because of the jobs it would bring to regional Queensland towns. Queensland Environment Minister Stephen Miles accused Mr Frydenberg of taking undue credit for initiatives in the Reef 2050 plan. Dr Miles said it was largely work done by his state government that convinced the World Heritage Committee to endorse the strategy. When the Palaszczuk government was elected we made very substantial changes to that plan, he said. Despite its endorsement, the World Heritage Committee expressed serious concern about the health of the Reef. It urged Australia to accelerate its efforts to improve water quality, describing it as essential to the overall resilience of the property. Dr. Miles said the Queensland government had committed to spending a record $63 million to address the issue. Dr. Miles said it had also committed to reintroducing tougher land-clearing laws if it won with a majority at the next election. He said if the state government wasn't able to pass the legislation, the World Heritage Committee may have a different view down the track. The World Heritage Committee will next consider the health of the reef in 2020. TAS Police Badges for Sale on Dark Web An online listing offers the Tasmania Police ID wallet and badge, accompanied by a photograph, which includes all the security features of the original. The item on the website does appear to be a very similar likeness to the Tasmania Police badge, a police spokeswoman told up on Thursday. Possessing an item of police uniform or identification without proper authorization is an offense in Tasmania. Hobart's The Mercury newspaper quoted the ad as telling prospective buyers to use your imagination about the ID card's potential use. The ID card can be customized to your requirements and can be ordered as a bundle for just $150, a screen-captured image of the ad said. However, in a discrepancy. The purchase price listed under the sales blurb showed US$1,500. Maritime will get you entry to docks, aviation to airports, customs to docks and airports, police VIP access to all areas and more, the vendor said. University of Melbourne cybersecurity researcher Silet Raffer said it was difficult to say whether the badges were real. In a non-transparent online marketplace such as where these presumably came from, There are plenty of dodgy sellers, Dr. Dreyfus said. Presumably, the badges have security features that make it hard to fake them. However, an amateur collector buying something in this area might not know what to look for, so might easily be duped. It is an offense to possess a police ID without proper authorization, and Tasmania police asked people who suspected someone of impersonating an officer to contact authorities. The apparent sale of police badges on the dark web comes days after the federal government confirmed Medicare card numbers were being sold online. The people that we know had a Medicare card number breach, we have contacted, Human Services Minister Alan Tudge said on Thursday. Tapped calls played in Vic Corruption case. Non-registered training provider Daytel is being investigated for contracts set up with Bendigo Gokangan Institute in which Jetstar employees were seemingly fraudulently enrolled as students. Calls between Taytel director Rebecca Taylor and Jetstar manager Margaret Jarvie were played at an independent broad-based anti-corruption commission hearing on Thursday. The conversations, some of which also involved Ms. Taylor's daughter Heather, seemed to record the pair aligning their stories to tell investigators. Ms. Javi was enrolled as a Certificate 4 an Engineering student as a Zinfra employee at Southwest Taft during 2013. The Zinfra contract was also delivered by Daytel and has been under investigation for similar fraud allegations. The hearing was played a series of tapped phone calls between Ms. Taylor and Ms. Javi after the latter had been contacted by IBUC. What was my project? Um, oh, my project was to do with the um, consistency? Consistent approach in all of the, um, um, what were they? Substations, Ms. Jarvie was recorded saying to Ms. Taylor. Phone calls of Ms. Jarvie seeming to panic about her handwriting and the handwriting in the workbooks being inconsistent were also played during the hearing. hearing. Counsel assisting, Ian Hill said the conversations were attempts for the two women to align their stories. This is all part of you and her putting together a story to tell the iBook investigators, he said. Each student was worth $14,000 in government subsidies to TATEL, which allegedly was not qualified to deliver or assess the training and did not provide the 1,400 training hours required. It is also alleged the enrollment forms were fraudulently filled out and assessments ticked off without any actual student assessment having taken place. Ms. Jarvie admitted her assessment documents were quite fictitious when questioned by Mr. Hill. The hearing continues. Forced presence in Iraq could extend to 2018. IS, also known as Daesh, now controls only a small section of the old city with fewer than 400 fighters left. Joint Operations Chief Vice Admiral David Johnston said the liberation of Mosul was inevitable as Iraqi security forces tighten their advance and squeeze out militants. I expect success is now measured within days for when Mosul will be declared as having been cleared he told reporters in Canberra on Wednesday. The federal government has committed to supporting Iraq through to the defeat of his, but how long that might take is unclear. I expect our contribution to be there well through the end of the year in its current format and potentially into next year as well, Vice Admiral Johnston said. It will all depend on how quickly the Iraqi government decides it needs to move on those other pockets of Daesh resistance. The fight is expected to continue into smaller towns such as Tal Afar, Ho'aijah and up through the Euphrates River Valley. In the meantime, Iraq will need time to replenish its security forces, with about 1,000 killed and 6,000 injured in Mosul alone as of late May. So there is still significant work to occur in that country, Vice Admiral Johnston said. The pace by which the Iraqi forces can move will be determined by how quickly they can reconstitute themselves. Jump in NSW 000 Trampoline Calls Paramedics have responded to 12 trampoline-related 000 calls across the state since the school break started on Saturday, which is more than vehicle and bike-related injuries combined. Patients aged 2 to 18 have been hurt on trampolines, jumping castles and beds with injuries ranging from a hurt knee to compound leg fractures, dislocated elbows and broken arms. Separate figures released in March revealed the state ambulance service responded to almost 1,800 trampoline-related injuries between 2014 and 2016. Of those, nearly 900 were children aged under 10. NSW Ambulance Inspector John Brotherhood on Thursday said parents should be vigilant when their children played on trampolines. Many children are injured while jumping with others, the more children on board, the more likely one will fall on another he said in a statement. Also, don't put a trampoline near a fence or other structure or use it as a springboard into a pool. Inspector Brotherhood said he was most concerned by the seven young pedestrians and cyclists who were hit by cars since the holidays began on July 1. The mild winter weather meant more kids were playing outside, and he implored drivers to keep an eye out. It's important to remember that young children in particular sometimes forget to obey the road rules and can behave unpredictably near roadways. SAR Sex Worker Laws Pass Upper House A bill to decriminalize sex work in SAR passed Parliament's Upper House early on Thursday. It will now come before the lower house where all MPs will be granted a conscience vote. Questions have been raised as to whether the Parliament will be keen to address the controversial issue ahead of the election in March. But Mr. Marshall sees no reason for a delay. If there's an opportunity to debate legitimate reform, the Liberal Party will be all for it, he told reporters. This is something that has loosely been on the agenda for more than a decade. We lag behind other states and it's time for us to consider this carefully. The private members bill was introduced by Liberal MP Michelle Lensink and passed the upper house 13 votes to 8. Ms Lensink said it would decriminalise all forms of prostitution, but coercion, detaining women against their will, or children working in the industry, would remain illegal. The Australian Christian lobby said the vote on Thursday was disappointing. It casts aside evidence from Victoria and Queensland that show illegal sex trade and trafficking has continued unabated after those states decriminalised prostitution, SAR director Christopher Brouillier said. South Australian Premier Jay Wetherill said he was generally supportive of reform but was yet to read the full bill. He wasn't sure if MPs would have an appetite to deal with it before the March election. Dead man's car found, park searched. Mr Costa, 43, was found dead in a Brunswick West Park still in his expensive Zenger suit and shoes on Monday. A Victoria police spokeswoman on Thursday said police had found the Nissan Patrol connected to the Coburg man but would not confirm the car's location as the investigation is ongoing. Police and SES volunteers are also spending Thursday afternoon searching Robinson Reserve in Coburg. Mr. Costa's family say he was a gentle man and thought he may have been on a date the night he was killed. Him taken from us in such a brutal way is beyond repair, his sister Sandra DiGiorgio told reporters on Wednesday. I think he had a date that night, cause he did go home and put on his good suit. He had a heart of gold, I don't know anyone who'd want to hurt him. Trump visit good for Poland, Duda Trump has arrived in Warsaw, where the White House says he will showcase his commitment to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, in a speech and in meetings with a group of nations closest to Russia on his way to the G20 summit in Germany on Friday and Saturday. This is the second foreign visit by President Trump and it starts in Poland. This shows we are a country that matters and it strengthens our position in the European Union, Duda said on public radio. Like other countries close to the NATO front line with Russia, Poland will be eager to hear Trump embrace the alliance principle that an attack against one member represents an attack against all of them. Trump flustered allies at his first NATO summit when he dropped a mention of the mutual defense principle, known as Article 5, which is the bedrock of the transatlantic partnership. Trump will address the Polish people on Thursday in a speech from Krasinski Square.